The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. On round one this morning, Tamara Cherry is here from Pickup Communications. John Burnside is a Toronto City Councillor and the Chair of the TTC. Matt Gurney, journalist, co-founder of the online magazine called The Line. Good morning to you all and nothing in the news to talk about today, so I guess we'll just keep moving. <laughs> um, Matt Gurney, you've covered your share of scandals and outbursts and political affairs and all of that. Um, this was not what I was expecting on Friday evening while I was watching from Southern in California. No, no, me neither. And, you know, I have covered a lot of these before. And to be honest with you, this one felt familiar, right? Because this is something where we've seen it, uh, this kind of municipal chaos with uh, Rob Ford. We've seen it with Patrick Brown, almost uh, identical circumstances. And if anything, Mr. Tory was a bit faster. So it's not that this isn't uh, unfamiliar, and I did. I think I did feel myself falling back on old habits a little bit, as uh, like you, as I made adjustments to my uh, Friday evening plans in order to respond to this. But I will say, and I noted this in the column I wrote on the fly on Friday night. I, I did feel shocked at this, and I think those of us at this radio station just need to acknowledge the fact that we have known John Tory for years. Not all the shock I felt was professional. Uh, it was a hell of a curveball. It was something to adapt to, and I honestly still don't know if I've entirely wrapped my mind around it. Well, Tamara Cherry, I mean, Matt's hitting on something, you know, aside from the fact that most of us consider ourselves or consider John Tory to be a friend because he was a co-worker, but it's just so off-brand. I mean, he's always been, as they call it, no story Tory. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say, John. I remember somebody who worked in uh, City Hall moving back to a, I guess what somebody could call a more exciting beat. Um, and I remember talking to this reporter in the field and saying, why did you leave? And they said, no story, Tori. After having covered Rob Ford, it was pretty boring there, I guess. Um, okay, so it's it's interesting because I, I first saw the Toronto Star story before John Tory announced his um, re- resignation. And, and the first thought that actually came to mind was, is this news? And and it's not say, not to say that it was or wasn't, but that is what came to mind first. And before I could even decide, he was at the podium um, announcing his resignation. It's like, okay, obviously it is news. So it was it was shocking. And but just to um, just to to the point that was previously made, it, there there's a personal shock there and a professional shock. And I I don't know I don't have a personal relationship with John Tory um, like you do, John. I've met him a few times out in the field as a reporter. But I, I mean, this was, it was absolutely shocking, but I think it also poses a really interesting opportunity for the city of Toronto. Okay, well, John Burnside, you are a city councillor. Considerable chaos probably lies ahead this week, and we'll get to that later. But first of all, your, your own reaction. How did you find out about all of this? Well, the, the Toronto Star had been poking around. They asked me yeah. if I knew anything. I didn't. I wasn't in council for the last four years. And I think the point of, uh, of that is that I, I would ask anyone to tell me when John Tory like had this relationship by virtue of poor job performance. No one can actually pinpoint if because it's not like he didn't keep doing 22 hour days, not like he didn't uh, pull us through the pandemic, he, not like he didn't do all the city building we needed. I think the story here is that John Tory is human. 
right? And, we, and we've maybe held him up to this standard of being higher than human, and this is just that he's human. But can I talk about, uh, for a second, about yep. uh, his legacy? Whether I still don't want him to resign. Cards on the table, 100%, because I think it will throw us into even more chaos. And, you know, uh, a Muslim constituent, I have a, a high Muslim population in my ward, called me up on Saturday, actually. And he said to me, he said, if John Tory leaves, who's going to speak for us? And I think John Tory's legacy, whether he stays or goes, isn't about things he built, it's about people. And that's ultimately what building things is about, is to serve people. And he had the ability, forget his ability to work deals in council. He had the ability to, for people to, he, he drew people in from the LGBTQ community, from marginalized groups, from uh, religions, you name it. They felt, and he did speak for them. And I, and I would question who has that ability uh, at this time. No prime minister, no premier, no city leader that I've seen. Okay, well, then let me pursue a certain line of questioning here because I spent the weekend talking to a lot of members of council and more conservative members, I'll, I'll admit. Um, a lot of them want him to stay. Is there any means by which... Uh, you like? Would you canvass him to stay? There's going to be. A, I can't imagine what's going on at City Hall today. A hundred percent, I would canvass him to stay. And I've spoken to councillors who aren't all right of center. There are a lot on the left, and there's a lot of politics involved here, John. Mm -hmm. um, that, off the record, want him. To, you know, think he should stay. Right, and and I think for some of the reasons that I've uh, I've articulated already. Now I know I was listening to the show earlier. Uh, as I told you, I walk uh, my dogs at six to seven and listen to you every day. Um, and uh, I think Steve Pakin's article came to mind. Yeah. And you know it was about well, it's, we don't think he basically that John Tory may. It was a good thing for him to leave because of the fortitude and everything else. I think he has the fortitude to stay. I think he has the fortitude to fight through this. And if anyone that says it's going to be chaotic because he stays over uh, a relationship that, understandably, he should not have had, that's more commentary on people at City Hall who may or may not have mayoral asp uh, aspirations of them making it chaotic. It's not a commentary on John Tory, it's a commentary on them uh, putting the city behind their own ambitions. Okay, well, Tamara, you've done crisis communications. Is this survivable? Ugh, I mean, I was just thinking crisis communications as John was talking there. And, you know, one of the first rules of thumb is if you are in a crisis and there's a lot of bad stuff there, you say it all and you say it fast. And that's exactly what John Tory said on Friday. So I can't, I couldn't help but think, you know, my, my next thought after deciding whether or not this was news, when he announced his resignation, I couldn't help but think, well, is there more? Or, you know, it's, it's one of a couple things in my mind. He's stepping down um, because it's the right thing to do for his family. He doesn't want more news stories to, to drag his family down e even further, and that would certainly be the right thing to do. Or is there more that is yet to be uncovered, and him sitting as mayor will just, you know, prod more and more and more reporters to keep asking those questions? So I, I just... <laughs> I don't think it would be right for him to stay after, stay after saying that he is stepping down, but it's really interesting to hear your comments, John, considering the, the interview that, sorry, John Burnside, it's really interesting to hear your comments, considering the interview that John Moore had with Steve Pakin earlier in the show. Okay, so Matt, I mean, you mentioned, you referenced uh, Rob Ford. I mean, I think we forget. This is a mayor who stepped up to a microphone and said, I smoked crack cocaine, and then he ran for re-election. Yeah, but he lost. And I think the thing to remember is that 
I, I don't think, and I, Councillor Burnside, I, I understand what you're saying, and God knows a lot of people I've been talking to over the weekend, there's a lot of the fear of the unknown, there's a lot of concern over what we end up getting next, maybe a step down from uh, Mr. Tory. Or even just that the uh, the process to replace them could be chaotic in a way that's harmful for the city. So I get all that. I really do. But I don't know if anyone here is holding John Tory to any standard that is less than the one he is holding himself to. And I don't think anyone here is imposing a moral belief or framework on him that he himself does not believe in. I get the practical arguments in favor of him sticking around. And I think even just purely as a political analysis, he probably could. Unless, I mean, Tamara's already said this, if there's something more coming out that we don't know about, well, maybe that would change the calculus here. But I think this was probably a survivable political scandal for Mr. Tory, but I don't think it is for Mr. Tory. I think he is acting in line with his with his own beliefs and expectations here. So, Councillor, like by all means, you and, and your colleagues can can canvass him because that's your God given right here. But I think when someone has decided to go for their own reasons or perhaps for family reasons, it's very hard to talk them out of that. Uh, John Burnside, let me take advantage of the fact that you are here. Do you have any ambition to run for mayor? Uh, no, I don't. I asked a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I honestly don't. Yeah, but the calculus has kind of changed here. Yeah, it has, but, <laughs> you know, you need a lot of money, a lot of uh, resources, a lot of organization, and a lot of friends, and maybe I don't have enough friends, uh, but that's a different discussion. Um, no, um, but I will say that there are a lot of uh, people who I've spoken to uh, who would be great candidates, and my, ch my problem will be uh, deciding who to support. Okay, and also taking advantage of the fact that you're here and you are the chair of the TTC. Another woman was uh, slashed in the face with a knife on the subway system. Um, I, I, I can see why a lot of people are hesitating these days to go anywhere near the TTC. Absolutely, and I think the the good news is the the number of incidents have decreased uh, since we've uh, put in some measures into place. There's a lot more work to be done, but there's a lot more work to be done in the city. And you know, I keep saying this over and over, which is the problems on the TTC are the problems in the city that are migrating to the TTC, and that's why we need John Tory to stay as mayor. Um, strange flying objects over Canada, the U.S., and Central and South America. Matt Gurney, your thoughts? Um, I think there's probably a pretty reasonable, uh, reasonable explanation for this, and I think after the first balloon, we've probably reset the software filters on our defense radars. I know, when, um, I know everyone wants a more exciting answer than that, but radars are designed often to... Uh, ignore objects moving below a certain speed. That might be why the Chinese balloons originally were able to get through our airspace without being noticed. I mean, the one in Montana last week was, it was a gigantic white ball floating in the middle of a clear <laughs> blue sky. Like, it, it was hard yeah. to miss that one. So once we knew they were there, um, I think we've reset our radars to uh, notice other ones, and now we're finding them, and they've probably been there all along. I don't know if that makes me feel better, though. Like, if we, in fact, in fact, I've had all these balloons transiting our airspace that are either surveillance threats or they're threats to air navigation, so much so that we're shooting them down on site, and they've been here all the whole time. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good news that we're probably not at war with, like, the Galactic Confederation or something, but it's probably not great news that these things have been here the whole time. Okay. But, Matt, do you really, you really, don't, you really don't think that they've known that they've been here the whole time? I mean, but this is the thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but... I, I was really interested to hear your take on this, um, just given like your your military knowledge and whatnot. But I, I was I was 
doing some Googling this morning because I've been thinking like, this has got to be politics that we're talking about it so much more now. You know what? Everything that's going on with China, the U.S. and Canada. Um, I, anyway, in my Googling, I went back to this report that was released last month by the U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence in which they, they said that between March 2021 and August 2022, uh, there were 247 new sightings that were reported mostly by U.S. Navy and Air Force pilots and personnel of these UFOs or, you know, the, what they call them. And most, not most of these, but many of these were balloon type objects. Um, many of them were also, you know, objects that had like irregularities um, in their flying abilities and whatnot. So I think that that probably like that one made us think last month, oh, you know, UFOs, aliens, all that stuff. But I feel like, I mean, I, I just can't help but think that we've known they've been around all the time and now we're just paying attention to them because, you know, now our prime minister can take this, you know, very strong stance of I am asking President Biden to shoot it down when they've known they've been there for a long time. I, I don't know. Sure. Am I being very cynical? Um, no, nothing wrong with being cynical. Uh, John Burnside, it just seems so uh, primitive and silly. I mean, it's balloons for the love of Pete. Yeah, but I'm sort of with uh, Tamara. Like, it's kind of, I remember back to the tires coming off trucks, and it seemed like every day there was a tire coming off a truck, but tires still come off trucks. They started before, they'll continue after. I think a lot more has been going on. And, uh, but by the same token, you know, when we have, um, airplanes that go missing, you say, how can they go missing in this day and age, right? That's a big world and uh, small balloons. Thank you all. Good to have your thoughts this morning. Matt Gurney, Tamara Cherry, and John Burnside uh, off to City Hall with you. What an adventure it's going to be today. My goodness. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.